Welcome to the November 2019 bonus episode of the Master of None podcast. Let's go ahead and follow up on our challenge from last month, which was to teach something to someone. And uh, I hope all of you got a chance to do that. If not, go ahead and just do that this month. If you did, I hope you found that uh, rewarding. And what I did is I taught someone how to tie a bowlin knot. Speaking of knots, I've actually been working on a whole episode on knot tying, so you have that to look forward to. Uh, What else do we have to look forward to? In about a week, I'm actually going in for wrist surgery, which is exciting because uh, I won't bore you with all of the gory details, but because of some uh, old wrist injuries, um, I need surgery on my wrist. And actually for the last few months, I've been doing most of these projects, mostly one-handed. So hopefully we can get all that fixed up. Hopefully it won't interrupt the podcast too much. We'll still try and uh, get the projects done even while I'm healing up from that. But anyway, looking forward to getting that fixed and hopefully healed quick and back after it. Okay, let's go ahead and jump into our items for this month. Uh, This is going to be a little shorter bonus episode than the one that we did last month, which ended up going for over an hour, but that was a lot of fun and got a lot of good feedback on that. Um, Speaking of which, I want to get some more guests on these bonus episodes, get their book recommendations, their pro tips, all of that, their monthly challenge for us. That's a lot of fun to have guests on these monthly bonus episodes. What I'm trying to do is find a place where I have a relatively quiet uh, recording site and also a relatively fast internet connection. A fast internet connection is not something that I have at home where I usually record. The trouble is the way these things work, like a Skype call or whatever you're using, is it records both sides of the conversation directly to the cloud or however that works. So... The quality of the audio is directly related to the speed of the internet connection. So I need a place where I have a fast internet connection also. Otherwise, the audio could be great on the guest's end and not so great on my end. So once I get that nailed down, we'll start having some more guests on these bonus episodes. All right. Our tip for this month is how to cook scrambled eggs. And if you already have your own perfect method of cooking scrambled eggs, great. Maybe you try mine out. Maybe you stick with your method. But maybe you just kind of wing it every time that you cook scrambled eggs. So I'm going to walk you through my method of how to cook scrambled eggs. Okay. The first thing that I do, and let's say that we're doing a big batch for a whole family of people. Let's say we're doing a dozen eggs. The first thing that I do is to start melting some butter in my pan. And for a dozen eggs, I'm probably gonna use, oh, maybe two and a half to three tablespoons of butter. So about a quarter stick of butter, a little more than a quarter stick of butter. Um, So I'm gonna start that melting in my pan just on low heat. While that's melting, I'm gonna crack my eggs into a bowl. Now, I also have a specific method for cracking eggs that I find works well. If you struggle with cracking eggs, give this a try. If you're an egg cracking pro, keep doing it your way, whatever. When I crack eggs, I crack them on a flat surface, not on the edge of the bowl. What happens when you crack an egg on the edge of the bowl is it actually drives little pieces of eggshell into the egg. 
You don't want that. You don't want those little pieces of eggshell in your scrambled eggs. So crack it on a flat surface. A good hard countertop is best. Uh, in fact, I even prefer cracking them on some sort of stone countertop over, say, uh, a softer laminate countertop or a wood cutting board or something like that. I just find that it works well. Now, when you hold the egg, hold it between your thumb and middle finger with the round end, the large end pointed away from you and the pointier end of the egg pointed toward your wrist. Take your index finger and place it on top of the egg gently. Now you're just going to give it one sharp wrap on the countertop and as you do that, gently squeeze, just very gently squeeze between your middle finger and your thumb. Now what you're going to do is take it, move it over the bowl that you're cracking the egg into, rotate it about 45 degrees away from you, like roll the egg about 45 degrees away from you, and then gently squeeze and pull the two halves apart. If you do this right with a little bit of practice, you can get that, that eggshell just to split into ni two nice clean halves almost every time. So uh, that's, that's my method for actually cracking the eggs. I find it works well. So we're going to crack a dozen eggs into the bowl. By the time we're done with that, our butter has probably melted. So we're going to turn that burner off, turn that heat off on that skillet. Um, now also keep in mind, I cook on a gas stove. If you're cooking on an electric stove and you turn the burner off, the heat is actually going to stay on for a while. That, that burner is going to stay hot. That's one reason why I prefer the gas stove. I can just turn that burner off and the heat source goes away entirely. Okay, so uh, we've melted our butter in the skillet. We've cracked our dozen eggs into the bowl. Now what we're going to do is we're going to um, go ahead and put our salt and pepper in the eggs that are in the bowl, in the cracked eggs. Take a fork and just lightly beat them. So you're actually beating that salt and pepper into the eggs. You don't need to go crazy with beating the eggs just until you have a relatively uniform consistency. All of the yolks are broken up and so on. The next thing that I do is I'm going to take that pan with the melted butter. I'm going to spread the butter around the bottom of the pan so it's uh, coating the entire bottom of the pan and then all of the excess butter, which if we did like two and a half to three tablespoons of butter, there's going to be quite a bit of excess butter. We're going to dump that into the bowl with the beaten eggs. Now, in my opinion, good scrambled eggs are all about emulsified oils. So getting the oils from your eggs, your butter, your cheese, <clears throat> excuse me, and so on, all all mixed and and cooked together. So take that butter, pour it into your beaten eggs, and go ahead and just kind of whisk that in with your fork also. I prefer using a fork uh, instead of a whisk because I find that I can uh, beat the eggs up just as quickly and effectively with a fork, and the fork's a lot easier to clean than a whisk later on. What's next? Okay, now what, what I'm going to do is I'm going to turn our burner back on to, I'm going to say medium-low heat, and I'm going to pour that egg mixture that we beat up into the skillet. It's immediately going to start to cook, so you want to take your spatula and keep the eggs moving. So you're constantly moving the eggs off of the bottom of the skillet. You don't want them to stick to the bottom of the skillet and burn. 
And this is really the key, medium, low heat, keep it moving. As soon as they kind of start to cook, and you'll see them start to change in consistency where they'll start to clump up a little bit, I'm going to go ahead and take a handful of shredded cheese and just toss it in there with the eggs. As the eggs cook, all that cheese is going to mix and actually melt with the eggs and kind of really change the consistency of the scrambled eggs and just make them uh, kind of richer, cheesier. Um, Yeah, give it a try. So uh, you're just going to keep stirring the eggs, keep moving that mixture. And then once it kind of starts to, uh, to cook, to clump up, I use the end of my spatula to just kind of start to chop it into pieces. Um, just so that I have nice small pieces of scrambled egg when I'm all done, I don't have any giant clumps and I'm just going to do that until I feel that it's fully cooked. Uh, which for me is when it, just when it starts to have that, um, that kind of spongy, springy consistency, and all of the liquid raw egg is clearly gone. So at that point, give it one last good stir and get it out of that skillet so that it's not sitting in the hot skillet continuing to sear on one side. Go ahead and get it out of that skillet into another bowl. Usually at this point, I'll then take another handful of shredded cheese, just kind of sprinkle it on top as a little garnish mostly, and um, and go ahead and serve it. Now, if you want to, this is something I like to do. Some people don't, whatever. When you're whisking together your egg mixture in your bowl before you start cooking, you can take a couple scoops of salsa or um, some diced tomatoes and green chiles and onions or whatever you want and go ahead and mix it in right then and cook it in with your scrambled eggs. Um, maybe some chopped mushrooms, whatever you like, whatever you want to add to your eggs, go ahead and mix it in then. So there you go. There's your tip on how to cook scrambled eggs. Our book for the month is Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink. I've actually read this book a couple times and I highly recommend it to anybody. If you haven't read any of our book recommendations yet, this is a good one. Um, basically the, the premise of the book is how do you, in all aspects of your life, how do you succeed by taking ownership of everything instead of, instead of spending all of your effort placing blame and making excuses, take ownership and win at life. Um, yeah, so that's, uh, that's our book for the month challenge for this month. Okay, the challenge for the month of November is to do some manner of squats every single day. So that could be heavy squats with a barbell, it could be dumbbell squats, it could be a whole variety of kettlebell squats, air squats. Now if you're not already familiar with uh, proper technique and form for doing a variety of squats, Uh, do some research on that so that you make sure that you're doing them correctly so that you don't injure yourself. And then, uh, depending on where you're at right now and your current level of fitness, um, start slow, start easy, start with a few. And by the end of the month, you'll be doing more and you'll be feeling stronger. So, uh, I would also encourage you to mix it up. Don't just do one type of squat, every day for the month. So I might do like 
heavy squats one day and then the next day I might just do air squats and then the next day I might do a variety of uh, kettlebell or yeah kettlebell squats either holding the kettlebell in uh, in one hand at shoulder height or pressing it overhead and doing overhead kettlebell squats or a heavier kettlebell in both hands holding it on my chest there's a whole variety of stuff you can do so uh, mix it up and have fun with it and get stronger so uh, just to review real quick make some scrambled eggs if you feel like you've been winging it every time you make scrambled eggs try the method that we talked about on this episode Book, Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink and Leif Babin, actually, by both of them. And our challenge for the month is to do squats every single day of the entire month of November. Enjoy, have fun, and I will catch up with you at the beginning of December. Bye.